evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Scary Stories by the Campfire. We are your counselors this evening. My name is Jason. I'm Jeremy. And tonight we are talking about... My mic's really good. We are talking about a movie that I absolutely love. This movie is called Dog Soldiers. Yep, never seen it's, it until to, uh, yeah Monday. It's a it's a, it's a werewolf movie uh, for all you guys out there who don't know what this movie is. I'm turning my volume up in my headset so I can hear better. This is a werewolf movie, and I consider it one of the best werewolf movies out there. I mean, uh, I mean, a guy at work we're talking about this movie. I, was, I mentioned that's what we were talking about tonight. And we decided that this was going to be one of the best because nowadays, think about it, Jerry, nowadays, when werewolves turn into their wolf form, when, when the werewolf person turns into their wolf form, what do they do? What do you mean? Like, man turns into werewolf, right? What do they do nowadays? In most of these series and stuff. I mean, it, I don't know. Maybe they turn in. They turn into wolves. They just turn into okay, big no, giant. That was one. No, I don't give me that. that There's a lot of them that did. You know There's a lot of them out there. That was all but, Twilight, and you know. But this movie has actual werewolves, and you know what? I love it for it. This movie has everything. It's got horror. It's got comedy. It's got action. It's got some comedy in there. I already said that, but you know. Uh, so, so this was your first time watching this movie, Jeremy. This was like my third time watching it. What do you think of it? I thought it was good. I mean, what I, the one thing I can honestly say that I really appreciated about it was. Even though it came out in 2002 when you know, uh, other big movies were coming out, um, I liked the way the movie looked. That grainy, old-style filming. I think that was one of the things that really just... Um, really stuck out to me as a as a something really cool about it i'm gonna tell you something jeremy Rewatching this movie i noticed it may just have been me because i you know i maybe i just missed it but i don't think there was a lick of cgi in this movie. Uh, there wasn't. Um, all of the werewolves. Um, all of them were actually played by dancers. Instead of stuntmen. On stilts. To, yeah, they, they, they have to be on some sort of stilts. Because those legs were long. They had legs going on for days. 
Uh, they were, it was, the dancers were ordered to highlight their grace and elegant movements. And the set was also designed size-wise to force the creatures to have to bend a bit upon entering, thereby highlighting their uh, physiques and wore stilts in their costumes that made them a foot taller. Yeah. I, uh, there's the, uh, CGI used in this movie. Yeah. If the, I mean, I didn't see any, I don't know what would have considered CGI. I mean, pretty much everything that happened in this movie was pretty practical. The werewolves themselves were practical. The visceral, the visceral carnage. And when we mean visceral, I mean, we're talking guts. We're talking sausage guts. Yeah, and that scene with the dog pulling at the bandages, it was originally supposed to be his intestines. <laughs> no. I can't, I can't. They, uh, they said uh, it might be too... Uh, they originally called for him to pull the... Uh, but they changed it to bandages, but the reaction is that people either think it's the intestines anyway or think that the bandages is bad enough and they're still grossed out. I mean, there was a lot of, like... I wouldn't say icky moments in this. There's just over-the-top violent. Yeah, I'm looking at a Raven Fires post there. Teen Wolf. Which one are we talking about? Are we talking about the Michael J. Fox one? Because that was like that was a fun movie. Van Helsing, Underworld, um, Grimm. So much more turn into werewolves and not just wolves. Okay, maybe I'm mis- misremembering things, okay? Maybe I'm just misremembering things. I know when me and my friend at work, uh, we get to talking, you know, we just, no. I mean, no. no. I mean, I remember, I remember because we've been watching, me and, me and her have been watching Grimm. Um, Van Helsing, I remember seeing Underworld. I've been watching with her. We watched the first one, hopefully planning on seeing the second one in Teen Wolf. Uh, and Michael J. Fox, yeah. Um. <laughs> what? Simon Pegg was actually offered a part in this film. <laughs> I I could see that. He turned it down I, I, after Edgar Wright asked him to save his first horror role for Shaun of the Dead. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I could see that. I mean, there's going back and like watching this movie because i saw the first time i saw this movie was on sci-fi and that was when they were showing good movies on sci-fi not those sharknados and ghost shark and down land shark or sci-fi got really weird with their shark movies um but i saw this one when i was younger and this movie this and uh Pumpkinhead. The one the one scene where the, you see the werewolf for the first time, he's like in the window or he's out he he's already inside the room with the with the sergeant. Yeah. And you 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 get to see the werewolf for the first time full body. To me when I was younger, that was the creepiest thing I'd ever seen. 
that and like the scene where pumpkin heads outside of a barn or something, but we'll get to that late, uh, at another time. But that was by far like one of the most frightening things I'd seen. I was like, Oh my God, it was so scary. And I watched bits and pieces of the movie. I never actually sat down and watched it when it was on sci-fi, but I do remember a lot, especially like the finale. And, uh, I remember not too long ago, Jeremy, you got shutter, which if you guys are horror fans out there, get, it is an absolute must have. There's so much good stuff on there. Um, but when Jeremy got shutter, I got on there and this was actually the first movie I watched on Shudder. I don't think it's on there anymore, but this was the first movie I watched on Shudder, and I loved it even more now than I did then. And then we watched it Monday, and I loved it even more now than I did then. And it was because I had... um, me and Raven fire were watching it on Monday uh, with the rest of everyone. And uh, there was just so many moments that I, that I thought was pretty funny. And she was absolutely busting out laughing. She was just enjoying the movie in of itself. And I was glad to be like there for it. So, um, Jeremy, what, um, what was your favorite part of this whole movie? We'll probably have to get to a plot synopsis here in a little bit so people know what we're talking about. <laughs> when the cow Man. fell off the cliff. When the cow thrown off the cliff and they all started shooting at it with blanks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, the cow. Okay, so for all of you who are not aware... The plot of this movie is that there is a team of soldiers. Uh, what are they? They British or they? They're, they're British. It takes place in Scotland. Yeah, but I think these are British soldiers. No, nope, I think Scottish. these are. Fr- are they're are you played sure? by Brit- British people. They're supposed to be Scottish. It, it actually says they're supposed to be Scottish in the movie. In the tr- in the if you read the review or the uh, the storyline. No, no, they're British soldiers. Four weeks later, a squad of British soldiers, including Private Cooper, are dropped into a remote area of the Scottish Highlands to carry out a training exercise uh, against a special air service unit. Well, SAS. I said they were Scottish. Oh, well. Anyways. Well, I mean, I, I vaguely remember them being British and they were... Um, they were in Scotland, but the they get dropped off and they're doing this training exercise against the SAS. Now, what they don't realize is that the SAS is actually sent out there to capture a werewolf. And there was only supposed to be one of them, as uh, our friend Ryan was saying, there's only supposed to be one. There was only supposed to be one. But um, his unit gets completely wiped out, and he's the sole survivor. Well, uh, the soldiers find him, and they end up hitching a ride back to this little, this little cute little cottage in the middle of nowhere. 
And um, then the movie turns into a siege movie, kind of like uh, kind of like aliens or something where the soldiers are having to take shelter in this house and they're supposed to be, I guess, fighting the werewolves off. And that's pretty much what the rest of the movie is, is just a siege movie. And I think that's what I love about this movie. It takes place in this house and you get to see, you get to see the creativity with these, um, these characters on how they defend the house because they're, they're, they're using a limited supply of gun or, or bullets. And, um, so they have to resort to other things like swords and frying pans and yeah. So that, that's pretty much the movie. It's a very simple movie. Um, there was actually supposed to be, this was actually supposed to be a planned trilogy of movies and they've back in like 2011, I think is when they were talking about the second one and up to today, they really have never mentioned anything about it. So yeah. most like most likely this is never gonna have this could be a solo film. And you know what? I like it for it. it. It doesn't need anything added to it. Yeah. It uh I mean it's exactly what you said. It's it's a monster movie. It's a siege monster movie. And I think like you said, I think that's what makes it great. You know, all the characters are likable. You good over there, Jason? I think he got interrupted. Yeah, I'm good right now. I just thought you were doing something. Um, (laughs) So I think that's what makes the movie great. It's just a basic like uh, monster movie. Very basic, very easy going, but it's very impactful with how it executes. And it's um, the way it plays is very intense. I mean, like. um, We start the movie off with a pretty quick double kill, right? At the beginning when they killed the uh, campers or the hikers or whatever. And then we kind of get the setup with the soldiers and the thing I like about this movie is that from from all the, the aspects of the characters, I like all of them. I was about to say, all the actors are very like, all the characters are likable and the actors did very well. And they, 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 they interact with each other like actual friends would. You know, they're, they're joking with each other and they can say mean things about each other and not take it personally. You know, they're just out there doing their thing and so getting to see them get picked off one by one does leave an impact especially when you have Ryan who is the remaining SAS soldier who just kind of blows everything over like uh like when there's down to like three guys left, it's it's the sergeant, it's uh Cooper, and it's, it's Cooper and Spoon. Or is it Spoon? 
spoon. Bruce was the one who was killed in the forest. He ran yeah. into the tree. Um, real quick, real quick. That was the one thing I did not like. The one thing yeah. I did not like. You didn't like that? No, because there's no way he would have ran into that branch with enough force to do that. I get it's werewolves. It's already unrealistic. But everything else they did was pretty realistic except for that. I mean, I guess it depends on how jagged and sharp the... Not as far as it went out. It went out a solid foot to a foot and a half through his back. Well, And it was yeah. that. There is no way it would have went through. Yeah, well, it was an exaggeration so they can get them guts out. Just they want, they want, they want the guts, Jeremy. That's what this movie's about. It's about the guts, the sausage, the sausages. Um, but as they get picked off, <coughs> even um, that Bruce gets picked off uh, by running into the tree. Yep. Um, Sarge, in just about the same scene, gets disemboweled. But he's saved by Cooper. They kind of stuff his guts back in and and get him back. Uh, let me see. The next guy to go was was it? I have a list of the names here. All right. So Bruce was the one who was killed by uh, the tree branch. Terry was the one to go out the window. Okay. He was the one um, who ended up vomiting on Ryan. Yep. They were saying something. He just... Um, I think the guy's name was Joe. Whoops. Too far. Yep. Uh, yep. Joe was the one who went out to the barn to get the truck. And he got it backed up. And there was a werewolf in the back. And he just pretty much duked it out with him and got killed. And then that left Spoon and Sarge and Cooper for the grand finale. And let me tell you, that was the most intense probably... How long do you think that took? Like 20 minutes, give or take? Yeah. It was about, it was about a 20-minute finale where the werewolves get in. And spoiler alert, it was the woman who... okay. That's kind of the one thing I didn't like about this movie. It, it's a very weak point. It's easy enough just to kind of breeze over. So it's not going to like really ruin anything for me. But it was just like this whole time. She plays this kind of supportive character, right? She's there kind of helping them, blah, blah, blah. And then right at the end, you really are. She, she pretty much comes out and says, I'm kind of the big werewolf. And she starts the transformation and they just put a bullet in her head. And that's it. Yep. And you don't even get like a satisfying, like she turned into the werewolf and gets blown up with the rest of them, you know, or, you know, get the fight like uh, Ryan gets. Cause he was uh, a vampire or vampire. He was a werewolf. Also, he got transformed partway through the movie and uh, him and Cooper have a final showdown but um apparently these werewolves were pretty much invincible apparently you could shoot them full of lead and they just get back up 
I know, Spoon duked it out in a all-out fist Spoon, fight. Th- and that's what I'm saying. The, the last... I mean, there were instances in this movie where the intensity was turned up to like a 13. You had the first siege moment where they're fighting them off and 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 uh, right after the attack, Terry, was, he said something and Werewolf grabs him through the window and takes him out. That was kind of after the dust had settled. And then you have... Um, The uh, Joe, when he went out to the the vehicle, his death was off screen also, but you got to see the aftermath. None of these guys went out without a fight. And Spoon, he had to be the most crazy guy there was. At one point, he kicked the freaking wolf's tooth out of his head. Yeah, he did um, right there when the werewolves were let in for the big final finale. Cooper and Sarge ended up upstairs and Spoon got separated and it ended up in the kitchen downstairs. And he had he took on a werewolf by himself and it started off with. I don't even think he started off with a gun. Do you have a gun? If he did, he ran out of bullets very quickly. He did. He had that little Mac 10. So it turned into a fist fight. He kicked the werewolf's tooth out, like like Jeremy had said. Um, he threw everything at him except the kitchen sink. He beat him with a what a frying pan. He stabbed hit him a bunch of times. They got a it got a steak knife and just went to town on his head. <laughs> just blood's flying all over the place. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna be brutally honest. I think Spoon would have won if that second werewolf didn't show up. <laughs> like that second one kind of caught him off guard, and that was that was it. He just kind of got overpowered. He could. I mean, his intensity level was like through the roof. Like, don't mess with him. But they were all kind of creatively trying to fight back. Like, Sarge had locked himself up in the bathroom. And instead of shooting through the door, he used, uh, what, hairspray and a lighter? Yep. And then um, Cooper cut his way through the wall into the bathroom. Piece of porcelain. Yeah. From a. From a sink, and that then, that then they got into the bathroom. He used that. Set, he grabbed a knife, went under the sergeant's legs, cut through the wall, into that yeah. bedroom. Then they so went they into can... the freaking armoire, and he shot through the floor of the armoire just to fall into the kitchen, where they found spoons leftovers. And, uh, yeah, then, uh, what, uh, Cooper went through like, a a trap door in the floor. There was like a, a hatch that went down into the, um, into the substructure of the house. And Sarge sadly blew himself up along with all the werewolves because apparently the werewolves, like we said before, were pretty much invulnerable, except, except to ex- except to explosions, like a high magnitude of explosions, and they go up. 
that and silver because what uh cooper when they had their when they had their showdown cooper and ryan had their showdown he stabbed ryan with that little silver knife right took that little knife that he found um yeah, just stabbed him with it, and apparently, with that stabbed into him, he lost all his invulnerability. He just lost, or his his invincibility, just lost it all. And Cooper was able to just put like one in the head. I guess, I guess he did get to put that dog down. <laughs> yeah, that was a kind of a running thing. Like Cooper at the beginning of the movie was training to be part of Ryan's special forces group or whatever and ryan told him he had to shoot this dog right it was like a training dog or something like that and cooper said i'm not shooting the dog and ryan was like no you're gonna shoot the dog he's like i'm not shooting the dog and ryan was like well if you can't shoot the dog you know why can't you just shoot the dog and ryan was like it's not or cooper was like you know it's not because i can't shoot the dog i'll shoot the dog if i you know the situation allows i'm not shooting that dog and then Ryan shot the dog anyway and kicked him off. So, yeah. Now, what, what uh, Ravenfire, you want to specify on that? Wow. Was that, uh, you know, like the, like that one little piece of silver just like completely dropped their invincibility? Um, other than that, this movie is wonderful. It's it's fun. Like I said, there's there's actually are some really fun moments. The the banter between the soldiers was fun. Um the scene. I remember the scene um that Ravenfire laughed so much at. I she laughed so much that I was laughing and I completely forgot the scene was in there. <laughs> he finally killed the dog. Yes, yes, that was the whole movie was about him overcoming the ability to kill the dog. Um, the the funniest thing that I, I'm, assu- I'm just assuming that she thought was funny because it was the loudest that she had laughed was during the main siege right in the be- right in the middle of the movie first time they sieged the house and Spoon there was like a werewolf coming in through like the door and he shuts the door he shuts the door and he starts hammering He's hammering on the door, trying to seal it back up. Yeah. He's hammering. Doo, 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 doo. And then the werewolf sticks his hand through the mail slot. And he just, not even like without response, he's like, doo, 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 bah, 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 and he's like smashing on his hand. And he's going back to hammering the door. <laughs> that is like the most perfectly timed. This is the most perfectly timed. Just comedic moment. Even if it wasn't supposed to be comedic, it was very funny. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Spoon loved it. Yeah. I think Spoon was just wanting a fight. There, I don't think I, I have to say that out of all these soldiers, I think we would, we would consider Spoon to be probably the bravest one, but I think it's because he's just a little crazy. Like when they're like, okay, Joe, um, can you make it to the barn to, to hotwire the truck? And, He's like, yeah. And they're going to like, okay, cool. You're going to need a decoy. And they all look over at Spoon. And Spoon's like, what? And then he just, he, he, he just 
he just does it. They, they, he gets out there with a flare and he's pretty much drawing the werewolves to him for a chase sequence. And he has no problem with that. It's not like he's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. He's just like, good luck, mate. Let's do it. And then they do it, you know? So it was just. Uh, no, go ahead. I was going to say the film is a motif of the classic fairy tales, Little Red Riding Hood and Goldilocks and the Three Bears. As Sergeant Wells' name drops her, Bruce strays from the beaten path and immediately gets killed, and Megan turns out to be a werewolf disguised as a human. Goldilocks and the Three Bears, the soldiers find food on the stove and help themselves. Cooper mockingly compares the werewolves to the Three Bears later on. Fittingly, Cooper is the only blonde in the group, the three little pigs. The soldiers barricade themselves in a house to protect from the big bad wolves. The house gets literally blown down in the climax. Oh my god, this is a fairy tale. <laughs> this is the best fairy tale ever. You just take everything and squish it into one and make it for adults. And that's what you have here. And you know what? I love it. I love it. This, that actually makes the movie better for me now. Now that I can just think of pigs and uh goldilocks and the three bears yeah i did i did notice um the goldilocks thing i mean i i didn't realize the pig thing until you just mentioned it now i'm like yeah that actually makes sense they're in a house that's being attacked by the wolf and they ends up getting blown up but um yeah and 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 the lady who is the werewolf in disguise yeah yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can see that. I, I did get, like I said, I did get the three bears reference because, um, um, uh, Sarge, I think mentioned something about coming in there and eating their food and sleeping in their beds or something like that. Um, oh yeah, Ravenfire loves this so much too. This, like I said, I if if you are a fan of werewolf movies, this is something you have to watch. Me, me and my friend at work were talking, and we both love this movie. And we were just, and we're we're probably going to get to it here in a little bit about the uh like, um, the ratings, and 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 the comments people make about this. And he said he saw someone who was saying like this was like one of the worst movies ever. And I just wanted to go, what? No, it, no, it's not, man. There's far, far worse. This movie is like, it is this is just the best. The more that I see it, the more I like it. It's uh, and it's it's something entirely different coming off of like Phantasm. <laughs> We've been stuck for Phantasm for like five weeks. It's finally something fresh, something different, something. Ravager was fresh and different just in the Phantasm <laughs> series alone, Jason, and you know it. Yes, it was. But let me tell you, <laughs> the thing that separates Phantasm 5 from this is all that god-awful CGI, okay? Everything in this movie, to me, felt practical. So um, there were multiple aliens callbacks. A group of soldiers under siege by feral but still intelligent creatures that they were no way prepared for. The line about short controlled burst is a direct copy. When the power goes out in the farmhouse, there's the exchange. They shut down the generator. Why would they do that is a near identical quote to they cut the power bit from aliens. And plus the 
The fight kicks off with the soldiers deciding to either interrogate or kill the character with the most knowledge of the situation. That I did know. I know there was a lot. And I and I um <clears throat> sometimes when I talk about this movie to some people I I go, "Hey, just think of aliens but with werewolves." And I think that's why I like this movie so much because uh, Aliens the second one is by far that and the first one is by far one of my favorite movies. I mean the Alien the Alien franchise is by far one of my favorite horror movie franchises. Now, that's not to say that, you know, we like to talk about three and four. And I haven't seen Prometheus and I haven't seen, was it Alien Covenant? Yeah. But I will always say that Alien and Aliens is always going to be like my top favorite movies. You know, and just how different it is. Like the original Alien is like straight up horror with like almost like a stalker, like a slasher film. You got a guy or creature going around killing people one by one. Then you got Aliens, which is more action oriented. And in this movie, I love the action. I like how that goes from, you know, zero to 60 and, you know, 0.25 seconds. It just goes. And when it goes, it goes. It is nothing but, you know, carnage. Yeah, it, and it does. It you you go from like like I said, you go with them walking through, whistling and singing, and then they're out the camp, and that's when the cow falls, and then everything <laughs> just kicks off from there. Yep, pretty much. And these werewolves can go in the daytime. I didn't. I didn't know that was a thing, but apparently they could go during the day because there's a lot of scenes with the werewolves during the day. Um, there was something I wanted to touch on about this movie, and it just slipped my mind. Well, until you think of it, what was your favorite kill in the movie? Favorite kill in the movie. So that's the problem with this movie, Jeremy. I think a lot of them were, a lot of them were considered. I would, I would consider them off-screen kills. Um, because I mean, the couple in the tent at the beginning, kind of off-screen. Um, I mean, really, the only one that was kind of on-screen was Bruce, and that was running into the tree branch. You that. Here, okay. Well, him running into the tree branch, you didn't actually see, but the aftermath, you did get to see. Everyone's death was always like an after effect. It was like, oh, you could Joe died in the truck. You don't get to see the results until they open up the back of the truck and like just blood and guts roll out. Terry gets pulled out of a window. You don't get to see him until Joe goes into the barn to start the vehicle. And when he turns the vehicle on, there's a werewolf holding Terry's body and Terry's all bleeding his guts hanging out. They loved guts in this movie. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying that now. This movie loved guts a lot. 
but he's sitting there, he's like, and he's got guts hanging out, and you know, and then the werewolf just kind of bites into his neck and rips his head off. So, I mean, I, I would give it to um, uh, Raven is saying Ryan's death is her favorite. No. Uh, I, I would give it uh, my, uh, I don't want to say it's my favorite death, but I would say um, Sarge's. I, I would say would be mine. Sarge's is probably the best death because he took out all of them except for Ryan. He took out all the werewolves in one giant explosion. But I'm not I'm not saying that. Um, yeah. We're not saying I'm not saying like, haha, it's it's my favorite death because he died. I'm saying it's. It's the best because of the after effect. I mean, yes, they all died and they all had a purpose. Boone was the safest, but the most epic, in my opinion. Oh, saddest. <laughs> I was about to say, he was far from safe. I mean, there, there was nothing safe in this movie. No, oh, <laughs> he went Mike Tyson on that werewolf, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, like, once again, Spoon had this amazing, amazing intensity to his entire fight scene, but his death is yet again is off screen. You get to see the aftermath, but the death is actually off screen. You know, so really the only death you kind of see on screen is Sarge's getting blown up. And that was right before he became a werewolf. <clears throat> okay, I remember, Jeremy. I remember what I was. Um, wanting to touch on this movie when i first saw it i didn't know who any of these people were and then i watched gotham i had actually seen um i had actually started watching gotham before um we got on uh before we got shutter so when i saw this movie after I started watching episodes of Gotham, I went, wait a second. I know that man. Sarge is Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And he is so much more hardcore. And he's actually, he's like Alfred to me. That's, I, I, I watch so much. I recognize him from somewhere. Yes, he is Gotham. Wait, see, when yeah. I clicked on his, I just, I must have scrolled past that when I was going through his IMDb before we got on here. I knew I recognized him from somewhere. Uh-huh. And it's his, 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 the way he talks. He, he is just the way he talks. Like, when he was given that talk about his, um, whatever that guy's name was, who stepped on the anti-tank, whatever, and blew up. Yeah. Um, that whole spiel that he gave. Very Alfred esque. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out and say now this is this is just me. Out of all the Alfreds out there, I think he's the best. I haven't seen that one show Pennyworth, or yeah, Pennyworth, um, where it's like a younger him in the military or secret agency or whatever he's doing before he becomes a butler, but this is my favorite Alfred just because he's got that kind of, you know, when you see Alfred in most of the like comics and stuff, it's very old. 
very not doing much. Yeah, he's 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 old, but he's very he's more wise. He's like the guy who gives Batman advice, and he's the guy that Batman listens to. But in Gotham, he is the guy who inspires Batman. Like you get to see like the advice he gives and the intensity he gives it. And that's what Bruce grows up to be, but also still taking that advice to continue his growth. So I ju- I just do think this is just this actor is Sean Sean Pertwee, I think is what his name was. Um he's just hands down like the best Alfred. Um and 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 it's really nice to see a guy who actually cares about his troops and the troops actually look up to him. You know, I I do think that this was a solid unit. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock movies were insinuated, which helped make the movie. So the epic scene and then scene where the werewolf in his face, you didn't even need to see his dad. This whole scene was epic. Yeah, the, I'm, the whole movie is epic. The, the entire thing. And it, especially the last 20 minutes of just pure adrenaline rush going. Um, Not only that, but the actor who plays Cooper, I recognize him... Um from a movie that Raven showed me, uh, Made of Honor. Um, he plays a Scottish, I think he was like a Scottish lord, and he was uh, getting married in that movie. Um, Ryan was play, or was it, he was in what, Game of Thrones? I think we discussed. Yes, yes he is. I never, uh, you, people are going to hate me. People are going to hate me. Uh, I don't know anything about Game of Thrones. I never watched it. I, I know you do. You and I know Dad's watched it. Um, I think I, I just never got into it. I don't know. I don't know. I just I I just never got into it. Maybe maybe once I clear out some of my movie watching schedules, I can maybe me and Raven will. I think she's watched it. She's she's much more. Cooper plays in Rome, the series. He's a Roman soldier on that. Yeah, I didn't watch Rome either. Maybe we'll have to. Maybe you have to show me Rome. There's a, there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen. Um, but what is that noise? Is anyone else hearing that? No, Jeremy. No. Okay. Yeah, I just it sounded like a baby crying or a cat meowing. I don't know what it was. It's um it's the wolves. The wolves don't go meow. Meow. These wolves do. Oh, that's the thing I liked about these wolves. They didn't speak. They didn't speak and most of their I guess most of their actions are described by the female. The, the woman, what is her name? Meg. Got it. Meg. Um, Meg is always like talking about them. But it's it's interesting to know that these wolves were working as a unit like the soldiers were. 
They weren't just going to charge the house like crazy animals. They were waiting around the boundaries, the, the perimeter, so they could kind of see what's going on. And then they may make a frontal assault while a couple of them snuck upstairs. You know, those type things. So it, it was interesting to see these wolves kind of work as a pack. You know, so. Well, it's time for ratings. Already up to the ratings, I see. Yeah, we are. So, IMDB, on a scale of 1 to 10, 63,000 people. All right, guys. On a scale of 1 to 10. And always remember, Price is Right rules. And. Okay, I'm IMDb. I'm gonna give this movie a. I'm, I'm gonna say they gave it a six. All right, so we got a six so far. Let's go, guys. Let's go. Okay, Raven says it's a seven. PJ, now, you still remember, with us? Now, if we remember so, last week, uh, Raven Fire took all three home. Let's see if can she can do, do it again. Can she do it again? PJ, you still there? Okay, she got a six. Anyone else watching? Okay, we can't have the same answer. Okay, fine. Give me a 6.5. 6.5? Okay. Yeah. So we got a six, a 6.5, and a seven. We'll give you everyone else like 10 more seconds to see if they want to chime in. I want to join in. And see... I'd give it a 10, so it has to be high. Not necessarily. I've seen movies where I'm like, this is the best movie in the world, and they got like a three. And like, this, other people are garbage. Garbage people don't know what, what they like. I can't believe they don't like the emoji movie. <laughs> well, I, I, oh, God. Here we go. Okay, what do we got? And Raven Fire, you have been dethroned. Dun, dun, dun. By Jason. Yes! We got a 6.8 out of 10. Point 0.8 out of 10. Dang. You went over just a little bit. And now we are on to Rotten Tomatoes. Please tell me this movie didn't get a splat. So... Everybody on a scale of one to a hundred, give me the tomato meter. This is critics, right? Yes, critics hunt one zero to a hundred. Critics zero to a hundred. I'm gonna go with a sixty-three. 63. Yep. PJ goes with a 74. Raven's cutting in with a 78. So I'm like the lowest one. Lowest guy here. 63. Hmm. So I got a 63, a 74, and a 78. And... Watch us all be wrong. 
This movie was certified fresh by Rotten Tomatoes with Raven Fire taking the lead back from Jason. It's an 81. An 81, my dogs. Soldiers. My dog soldiers. Uh, one critic read, with a splat falls back mainly on army squad cliches and role conflicts along the way delivering a group of protagonists woefully short on personality. I don't know what movie he's watching, but I don't think Spoon was short on any personality. I don't think any of them was. There is no way this movie was short on personality. There's nothing but personality in this movie. I mean, even characters like Bruce, who really didn't amount to a whole lot in this movie overall, even he had personality. You know, the campfire scene, the one where you're talking about where the cow falls on him, that whole campfire scene is nothing but them just enjoying each other's company. And 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 that brings personality to the table. I mean, you got Joe talking about how he's having to be on this stupid training mission when he should be at home watching the, the, the football game. The, you know, between what I think it was like Germany and England or something like that. Yep. It's some sort of big football game. And that's all he wanted to do was was watch that game. And they even. They even brought that up. And I love that so much about this movie was that even the characters who had passed at that point weren't forgotten. Because I think there was it was just Sarge, Spoon, and uh, Cooper, and they were talking to Ryan about something, and he had said uh, uh, Cooper had mentioned uh, uh, Joe. Joe should have been watching football. It was it was the most important game of his life. He wanted to watch it, but he was out here on the training mission, and um, Ryan was like, "What point does this have?" And Cooper was like, you know, he died out here when he should have been, you know, safe at his place. So it it, it matters. That just shows that, you know, Cooper, and he even stated, Cooper would rather be with the underdogs than be with Ryan, who, you know, was, you know, SAS or whatever. And he's like, "I I don't care what you think. These are my boys, and I'm loyal to them. And and that's what I loved about this movie. And last but not least, the crit, the audience score, same one, zero to a hundred. Audience score, oh God, after the critic had such a high one, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with an eighty-seven. Eighty-seven. I. All right, guys, hit me with your best shot. She says 73. PJ says 80. And the verdict. Wow. PJ, you were off by one. One point put you over too much. The audience gave it a 79. 
Oh, that means Raven gets it. Raven, that's two out of three. She's on fire. This girl is on fire. Don't don't make me sing. I'm Sorry, PJ. Horrible. Yes. You missed it by Sorry. one. Yep. Yes, you did. You overspent. <laughs> you overspent. <laughs> you did not land on the dollar amount. No, you didn't. That was over with. So, um, overall, Dog I know, Soldiers was a good movie. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was really good. It is. It is by far one of my favorite movies, and it's not big budget. I'm starting to find out that I do like lower budget movies over big budget movies. I mean, there's always going to be those big budget movies that are really, really good, but. This movie is by far one of the best. It's like. It's something that needs to be spread. You go out there and you say, hey, you ever see that movie Dog Soldiers? And people look at you with like a sideways glance like, um, what? Yeah, Dog Soldiers, you know, the movie about. Military guys fighting werewolves. You know, I think that's why I like talking with my friend up at work because he just kind of has the same um, the, the the same crazy playlist that I have with, with movies. Um, I can mention this weird movie and he'd be like, oh yeah, I've seen that one. Um, have you seen this weird movie? And I'm like, yeah, I've seen that one. And then I'll say, you've seen this one? And he goes, no, I didn't see that one. That one sounds weird. I'll check that one out. How about you seen this one? I'm like, no, I haven't seen that one. And the, and it and it just keeps going further and further. There's just weirder and weirder horror movies. But um this is definitely a staple. This is definitely going to be I actually got this uh I wanna see if I can find this as like an actual physical copy, but I've I've bought it digitally, so I, I now I don't have to look for this movie no more. Because I think that's the hard part was like when I saw it on um Shudder, I was like, Yes. And then they took it off. And you can't really, I don't think you can really find it anywhere else. So I don't know if it's streaming on anything, but I, I, bu- I bought this bad boy digitally and I'm like, this one's, I'm keeping this one. Can't say much. I bought all the phantasms digitally. So <laughs> I got them all tucked away right there next to Dog Soldiers. So, well, like I said, it's good. Uh, a good movie so well that's all the time we have uh next week we will be looking at a different movie honestly i've heard of it but i've never seen it before i've um i've i've always want yeah i've always wanted to see this movie i mean i didn't realize there was an older movie which is what we'll be starting with because this is this is our series, um, but series? just two. Oh, there's three of them. Okay. There's there's the the original, then there's the they don't call it a remake; they call it a retelling or something like that. But then you have the more recent one, and then you have the sequel to that one. So cool. Well, I'm excited for those three, and then I'm excited for my single because I've just picked it out. Oh God. That'll be great. 
Yeah. But we will yeah. see y'all next week, same time. Uh, Jason, if you want to tell what trailer we're about to watch. Okay, guys, I'm. I've never seen this trailer, so this will be the first time I see this trailer. But I hope you guys are not afraid of rats. Because this movie is going to be full of them. This is the classic 1971 Willard. Good night. Good night. This is Willard, and these are his friends, Ben and Socrates. I'm going to have a big surprise tomorrow. Willard takes good care of them. What's that in your pocket? There's something in your pocket. And they will do anything for Willard. Walter, please, Walter, there's something outside the door. My God, look at the rats. Mr. Martin, I have a number of things to tell you. First, you stole the business from my father. And second, it killed my mother. She died this morning, Willard, at 942 in my arms. And third, you're trying to ruin me. You hold up my sales department or even my shipping department one more time. Shut up, Willard. You... You made me hate myself. Well, I like myself now. You know, my life has changed now. Two things did it. One was a friend I had named Socrates. And you. Where your nightmares end. Willard begins. should not see alone. <laughs>